Yeah, what's up? It's I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. You better think about it or you won't be around. What we need is a little bit of love. Sent by one from heaven up above. Take a pity, it's simple and plain. This ain't no game, you know what I'm saying? What? It's time. Yep, yep. Time to make some change. Ah, we'd like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Search Information in Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We easy each and every Saturday from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on KNON 89.3 FM on your dial, Dallas, Fort Worth, all in the metropolitan area, where, yeah, all over the world, because all you have to do, if you have a cell phone, just get on the line and ask, get on the internet and ask them. Uh, KNON Radio. Just ask them for KNON Radio anywhere in the world. They'll put them on the air. Yes. Yeah, we got a caller on right now. Catch that one, number one. Yes. We got a lot of things going on. Uh, so much, so much. So much going on. So much, so much to uh, cover. A whole lot to cover. Yes. A lot of things going on. A lot of things happening. Yes, I'm trying to get this... Uh, uh, connection, I got a bad hookup right here. All right, uh, who is it on there? I don't have his name, but uh, he, he's on the air. He's on yes. there? Well, okay, let me uh, make sure. Uh, who do we have? Because I got my itinerary already here. All righty, who do we have on there? Jarson Robinson. Who is that? All right, we have a Carlson Robinson on a line one. Who? Carlson Robinson. Carlson Robinson. Carlson, yes. Alrighty, yes. Go ahead, you're on there. Hello? Good morning, sir. How you doing, sir? Fine, how are you? Good, sir. Just like to invite people again for the revival. Um, tonight uh, at, at 7 o'clock. All right. Uh, Dal- at the Dallas City Temple, Seven Day Adventist Church. Okay. And the, adri- and the address is 1530, Donald U. Rose. And our special guest, music guest, you know, down in the curtain, will be there uh, tonight at 7. Now give that address again, please. Yes, sir. Uh, 1530. Bonnie View Road. You say Valley View? Yeah, Bonnie View Road. Yes, sir. On 1530 Bonnie View Road. Yes, sir. And the name of the church? Dallas City Temple Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay, that's not far for Cedar Crest there, is it? Yes, sir. Right by Cedar Crest, the, the golf course. and Yes, all in that area. Yeah, mm-hmm. right over there by Cedar Crest Boulevard and, and Keith. Yes, sir. 
And who are your special guests? Donnie McClurkin. Who's the special guest? Uh, Donnie McClurkin. Donnie McClurkin, yes, okay. Yes, sir. I'm having yes, problems sir. hearing uh, with right. this. That's all right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody hears. All righty. But uh, that's to, it starts tonight. Uh, oh. The revival, the, the revival, and, 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 it's, and it's a concert. Okay. All righty. Yes, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Good day. All right. But I still got a lot to talk about, a lot of things to talk about. I see where Attorney Lee Merritt is uh, filing, going to file with the U.S. government over the shooting down there, over there in uh, Wolf City. That's, they tell me that's between uh, Commerce and Greenville, Wolf City, and uh, about how this policeman murdered this young man and was set free and it was told not guilty, not guilty. This is a tough situation here. Uh, that should have, this type of thing should have ended years ago. Uh, and when we see what's happening, when we see what's happening, see what's going on, that lets us know nothing's really changed. Sad, a sad situation. Yes, a sad situation. And, uh, we 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 gonna stay on top of this. We're gonna stay on top of it. Also, okay. uh, on the third of October is a Tatiana Jefferson's trial going to start in Fort Worth. Is it gonna start in Fort Worth? Yes. Is it gonna start? We gotta stay on top of that. All right, but we got a lot of other things that are going on. November eighth, there's a an election, and I want to ask you all a question. I need some answers here. Do we have a viable candidate running for governor? Do we have? a viable candidate running for governor. We know the sitting governor is awful. He's God-awful. And those who will be voting uh, f- uh, against him, those who will be voting against him, will be doing just that. Voting against him but are they really thrilled about Beto? Did y'all see the debate on last night? Did y'all see the debate? Well, uh, uh, there's statements that they make. I listen to everything is said. Beto made this statement about uh, we are uh, our, our border is more or less uh, taken care of and and those who get to the United States they can get here they can then can file for citizenship that's why 
He said, everybody in the world. Well, better lied. That's not true. Because if that was true, they would have not went so fast to make sure they got all Haitians out of here. I'm very upset over that. Everybody else can cross the border except for black people. This is a tough situation. Now, I know Democrats want us, want everybody to support Beto, Beto because he, anything would be better than Greg Abbott. But do we really have a governor that's really going to support, work with black people? I know Hispanics is for Beto, but I'm talking about black people. Do we really have a governor? We know Abbott is not going to do it. He's awful. He's god-awful. Those three that they've been playing on TV, he, Paxton, all these people are really in bad shape for us. What do you think? 972-647-1893. I want to hear from you. What do you think about the governor's race? All right. Who do we have on the line? Uh, we have a Casey Thomas on uh, line one. All righty. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Pastor Boy. How are you? Fine. How are you doing? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. I was calling because I wore a different hat. I also served as the political action chair for the Texas NAACP. Uh-huh. Today we are doing a statewide day of action where we have NAACP members, members of the fraternity sorority, uh, members of our uh, Masons, Easter Stars, and a collective effort, as well as our other community organizations and churches in the streets today knocking on doors, doing voter registration, and educating voters to do a virtual phone bank to let voters know we have an important election coming up. So we want to make sure all of our community members are aware and make sure when they see uh, members of our organizations out in their T-shirts, they encourage them and, and uh, to make sure that they continue this effort. It's just the first of many that we're going to be doing over the course of the next 40 days as we get ready for the upcoming election. Well, uh, answer me this. I'm glad you called this morning real early. Uh, what? Uh, I know who y'all will be supporting for the governor of Texas, but do we really have a candidate that has spoke to us hardly at all? You know, Pastor Boy, that to answer your question, to answer it honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes, because when we look at, you know, how our community was ravaged by COVID, and we saw the, the, the weak response from from the current governor, having having a viable option is really, really important. And uh, in this case, the candidate 
opposing candidate is Beto O'Rourke. I've had a chance to spend some time personally with Beto, uh, attended some of his events, and talked to him specifically about issues that affect our community. And, you know, acts be louder than words, but until you get a chance to implement those actions, you have to go by the words that based on the conversations that I personally had with him, uh, with small groups, with other black elected officials, and then just one-on-one, he is committed to those things that are priority uh, for our community uh, in order to make sure. My, my headset is cutting out. It's, it's something. Something wrong. I uh, okay. You, you see, I, I didn't hear all of, of what you said. Uh, let me. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you now. Okay, yeah. I was saying that based on individual one on one conversations I've had with Beto, other conversations we've had with other black elected officials and Beto, um, I've asked him about those priority things that are important to our community. We saw how a weak response to COVID caused, ended up with many, many in the African-American community to be hostilized and others to lose their lives. And so uh, he is committed based on the conversations that we've had to making those things that are priorities for our community uh, a part of, you know, priorities for his administration uh, if and when he's elected as governor. But why is it uh, he's not generating this message to the masses of blacks? Yeah, and that's something that recently uh, there's been some conversation about. He's hired local black consultants, people who, who are well-respected here in, in our community, and they are uh, begin, beginning to make sure that they have advocates out at the churches. We have uh, individuals who will be going out to, and started last week, going out to some of our churches uh, who are advocates and can speak about those issues and priorities for our community on behalf of uh, of Beto, as well as today, Beto is going to be on the Martin Luther King. He's going to be there for the tailgate event that is going to be taking place for the Grand Fairview uh, game leading up to the game. So I expect to see him uh, when I go over to the Martin Luther King uh Marlon King Street uh, for these events that are taking place. And so he he understands he's got to be intentional over these next 40 days to make sure the African-American community as a whole knows what his priorities are, who he is, that he's a viable option to our current governor. He had his head at a church in DeSoto. It was standing room only because we know, and you know, Pastor One, that you follow, when you look at precincts, and the precincts in the county with the highest voter turnout, the Soto uh, lead those precincts in the Soto lead Dallas County when it comes to black voter turnout. And so going out into the Soto and then recruiting, and that's something he's been doing. He's got over 92,000 volunteers who are going out and knocking on doors. You know, Pastor Bonnet, like I know, the key to winning elections is organizing. You got to be organized. You got to have people willing to get out and knock on doors in the community. And then you got to have effective messages that's going to resonate with people in the community. And that's something that he's doing. I, I like the fact last night, he was, you know, very aggressive. He didn't take a back seat to Greg Abbott. He came right to him at that debate and called him out 
Did he say anything last night that really overly impressed you? The, the one thing was just his overall demeanor. In the past, people, you know, kind of back down when it comes to the base with the governor. He did. He took it right to him. And so that let that, that those who have been supporting him know that uh, he's not going to cow down to, to the governor when it comes to not only the base, when it comes to those who should be calling him out on his failure. Well, you know, but what? over the past seven, eight years. He made a statement there last night. Let me say this. About uh, the borders are are open for anybody who want to get to America where they can file for citizenship. He's for open borders, all right? Well, to me, that's a lie. America's borders are not open to everybody. Are they? Well, you know, it's not, you know, Pastor Barnett, we, we talk about our community issues that are important to our community. And when we look at those issues, I work very close with Black Voters Matter. They did a survey on the top of issues of black voters in Texas. Immigration didn't make the top five. What made the top five was jobs, criminal justice, making sure that there's accountability when it comes to uh, police officers who don't follow the code, making sure that we have employment opportunities, make sure that our businesses have funds that's available in order to grow our own businesses in our communities. Those are the issues. That well, now, who did you say did this study? Say it again? Who did that study? Black Voters Battle Fund. They, 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 have a, they have a coordinator for the state of Texas. They've been organizing since January of this year, and they've been surveying black voters all over the state of Texas. And based on those responses, those were the things that came back as priorities for black voters in this upcoming I'm talking election. about all voters in Texas. There right. is we a back there's always a backlash right. when right. you right. have open borders. And it cost Jimmy Carter the White House. He right. because that Mario Boat he told uh uh in Cubans, y'all all can come on over here. And Castro opened up his jailhouses, his mental facilities and everything, and sent them off. That cost Carter the White House. And don't ever think immigration is not on the, line, on the minds of millions of people here in Texas. And, and he... Right. And, and he... Yeah. The border is not open to everybody, and it sure ought to be not open to black people. Our minds should definitely be there because they seem to want to let everybody in this country but black people. Right. Right. I hear you. I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, when all politics is local, and people ask this question all the time, as an elected official, I know. What have you done for me lately? What are you doing for my for my community and our community? And what I was laying out is those issues that come across as those top issues in the African-American community. Immigration is a statewide issue. But if we're going to mobilize our community like we're looking to do with our mobilization, our statewide day of action. I tell you, I tell you what, uh, Councilman, could, could, you, could you hold on a minute? I, I'm up against a, a short break. Could you hold on? 
Absolutely. Yes, uh, we'll be. You can reach me 972-607-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we are back, and uh, we own with Council Councilman Thomas. Uh, are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here, Pastor. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at. I'm. I'm. I. I, I will vote for Beto, but I'm just disappointed in his campaigning, his tactics. In different things that we know who he's really uh, for, but but at the same time, I, I I don't take anything for granted. I've been in the politics too long to take anything for granted that they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that because I really despise the job that Abbott has done. He he has got to go, and uh, really I despise it. But still. I have some things, uh, questions about uh, Beto O'Rourke uh, myself. Yeah. Right, you know, Pastor yeah, you know, um, I have my own issue with, with Greg Abbott. I was really disappointed in his response when it came to COVID-19. And, you know, I'm a firm believer of this. The great can't be the enemy of the good. We have to mobilize and organize around issues that are important to our community, and then who's going to advocate for those issues? Greg Abbott has had seven years. We have to ask ourselves as a community, as a state, are we better off now than we were seven years ago? As a community. And the answer is a resounding no. And what we have to do is we have to organize and mobilize our efforts, and once we get the candidate of our choice in office, then the one thing we usually don't do, we got to do, is we got to hold them accountable to implement those things that are priorities for our community, our agenda. That's where we fall short. We elect people, but when we get in, them, when they get in office, we don't say. Now remember, those are these yep. five things are things that we said our priorities. You're That's right about that. We need to know. What you're gonna do, we, your first 100 days, how many of these items on the top five list are you gonna implement? Who are you gonna put in place right. to reflect our community to oversee implementation of these issues? That's where we fall short. We fall short in the accountability aspect of our agenda. Uh, look, can, uh, can you take some calls this morning? Sure. All right. You y'all can reach me nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. All right, Pierre, uh, bring us some calls on. Bring me on. Who's okay, we have a uh, Beverly on the line too. Beverly, yeah. All righty. Good morning, Beverly. Beverly, how you doing? Yes, go right ahead. Uh huh. You know what? I agree with each with both of you. I understand where you're coming from because I'm more at your age. I feel you. I feel you. I understand where he's coming from. We are right back at the point where we have a choice between Biden and Trump. This it's bad that we are not getting anybody that's that's capable of pulling us through. So we have to work 
with ghetto. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But mm. we have to get him in here and hold him accountable and get this thing turned around. The main thing is right now, get to that poll and vote and get that one in there. Get all the three stooges out of there. Well, you you got it all figured out. You got it right. I, I understand that, and that's what I plan to do. But still, I have to question uh, his credentials on what he's doing and how he, will he treat the African-American community. I understand what you're saying. I feel you, but this is one time is crucial. And they are trying, if, if these people is doing what they're doing, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with no wild. I've been hearing about a wild ever since I was a child. I, and if that would be the case, we should have had wilds all around Turtle Island because that's how they came in. That's why they scared, don't want nobody else coming in. And then you go turn around, I'm like you on this uh, pastor Barnett, turn around and put those patients, get them out of here, and you can't do nothing with this here. Oh, we need, but we need the whole stuff. It's unreal to me. All righty, we thank you. Uh, uh, yep, yep. Have a fabulous day, you guys. Yes, Councilman, do you have anything to say on that? Hello? I agree with that. Yeah, no, no. I agree with what's being said. Like I said earlier, we have got to organize and mobilize our community around issues that are important to us, and we've got to get behind candidates who are going to implement our agenda, and once they are elected, we have to hold them accountable to implement what they said they were to do what they said they were going to do. All right. Okay. Uh, 972-647-1893. Uh, bring me up number three. Yeah, uh, Steve is on uh, line three. Who? Steve. Steve. All righty. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Reverend. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, I was calling, you know, uh, I had called last week about, you know, the attorney, uh, Merritt, uh, was representing the family in the front count. Mm-hmm. And uh, the discussion was uh, concerning uh, getting the federal government involved in the case because historically mm-hmm. uh, these local localities these counties and these state entities do not want to enforce our right to live that's right uh-huh and so uh in uh in in, in keeping this in the discussion of politics and i noticed that uh, the good councilman mentioned uh the uh, fact-finding organization said that criminal justice and police uh, brutality is one of the top five in the, in the black community was concerned with. I want to know uh, where where has he been on Tatiana Jefferson and uh, the Hunt County uh, dilemma? And I'll I'll sit back and, and listen, but I haven't heard anything from Mr. O'Rourke who knows this. Okay. Uh, uh, Councilman, did you hear the question? Hello? Okay, Pastor Bonnet, could you repeat that last part? I couldn't. I couldn't well, he, 
Sid, where do you stand on the uh, Tatiana Jefferson and the case down in Wolf City? Uh, how does I guess he was talking about uh, Beto. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, what, what I'm trying what I'm trying to say is that we, as a governor, uh, the governors uh, that we've had in the past have not been. Uh, advocates for black issues like uh, police brutality. And so as a governor, if he's elected, would he be an advocate to enforce the law? Uh, or if not, uh, uh, with the federal government involved in, in some of these cases? Yeah, I mean, I, I can speak from, from, what I, from what I know. As a matter of fact, uh, Beto was criticized last night by the sitting governor for his willingness to say police should be held accountable for the action. He made a comment that went viral uh, when he was running uh, for president mm-hmm. about taking a knee and about how uh, police brutality and how Colin Kaepernick and those who stood Colin Kaepernick were, he stood with them. And so he was criticized just last night for saying that police officers who Take them, who abuse their authority to be held accountable. So he's been very outspoken against police brutality. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that, but he he hasn't mm-hmm. been visible in these cases. Do you understand what I'm saying, Captain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what me and Pastor Boyne were talking about earlier. When I was telling yeah, Pastor Boyne, he, he, uh, he, he agrees with that. Can, can you hear me? Go right here. That's what Pastor Boyne was talking about earlier. Right, and we agree. We agree with the fact that Beto had not been very visible in, in our community, and, and he strategically <laughs> made a decision to hire organizers, full-time campaign staff, black mm-hmm. here in Dallas, and the Dallas Fort Worth metroplex area, to make sure that he's visible and that here in our community we know what his priorities are. So. You know, when someone apologizes or they recognize that they were not doing something a certain way and they course correct, I don't continue to beat them up. I encourage them. And so over oh, the no. next 40 days, oh, no. he's got a challenge to make sure that I will those things that are priorities for him. I understand, but we have some priorities too, uh, Councilman. And so when you're running for, when you're trying to woo a certain constituency, we want to know, you know, where you've been in the past. You know, it's just, right. it's just logical, okay? Yeah, no, and I don't disagree with that, but I'm going to ask you a question. Yes, sir. This election, we have a choice. We can either go with the devil we know, who has not done anything for our community. As a matter of fact, we don't baffle the past seven years. Or we can give someone who's, who's saying they're going to advocate for our community and they're going to do things that are going to make our community better. We know what has not been done. We got a choice. We can either go with what has not worked, or we can give a chance, give someone a chance. That's the choice we have tonight, November uh, the 5th. Well, Councilman, that's the choice that we've had just about ever since we've been in, in this country. You know, in 1877, you know, the public sold us out. And it was Jim Crow uh, uh, all the way to 18, I mean, 1964. You know, it's always the lesser of two evils. 
Okay, Twizzlers D or Twizzlers Dumb. So, I mean, uh, as as each voter has to make up their own mind uh, as to, you know, what what uh, which candidate is going to best uh, serve their, uh, their, their issues. So that's, that's a lie up to say about that. Okay, we but thank you for your call, sir. It doesn't mean we don't ha- highlight our issues, though. So. All right, we thank you. All right, Eckler's the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? Uh, Ike is on the line, too. All righty. Good. Come on, bring him up. Bring. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Ben Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How you doing, Ike? All right. Good morning, Councilman Thomas. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Ike, and I appreciate that call, man. Okay, well, I, I got a question. Uh, I'm going to make a statement, and I got a question for both of y'all. Uh, I like what Councilman Thomas is saying about we got the whole our elected officials accountable and make them own up to the promises they make during these debates and during these campaigns. Now, Beto O'Rourke and Greg Abbott had a debate last night. Whether we liked some of the things that were said or not, they did have a debate. So, I'm going there. I know a lot of people don't like it. But we got a candidate running for uh, Congress in our district that didn't have a debate. So, we don't know what they bring into the table. So, how can I have you, hold you accountable when I just got to give you a pass because I was told you're going to be the candidate and that's going to be it. So, I, I'd like to know what y'all opinion is on that because, uh, like uh, you said, we just going between... The worst of the two evils when it comes down to Abbott and Beto O'Rourke. But now, what about our congressional seat or these other seats when they are not having debates and we don't know what the people, that, what substance they bring into the state? Right, so let me respond to that. I, if I'm not incorrect, you referring to uh, our, our candidate for U.S. House District 30, Jasmine Crockett? That's what I'm talking about, Congresswoman. Yeah. Eddie yeah, so the Dallas Examiner hosted a debate during the primary for U.S. House District 30, and all the candidates were a part of that. The Monday Night Politics by the Dallas Examiner is something they do every every election, and I can make sure. The next one's October the 10th. I can make sure you get that information. But Jasmine was one of the candidates that was there, and she did answer you know each question that was asked uh, we all know Charles O'Neill. Charles O'Neill is president of African American Black Ch- uh, Chambers of Commerce for Texas. He was the moderator, and he did a very good job because he's down in Austin. He's in D.C. a lot of knowing what those issues that are important on the state and federal level are. And so every candidate for that seat was a part of that debate and a candidate forum. And uh, candidate Crockett, or state representative Crockett, yeah. uh, spoke to every one of the issues that she was questioned about. So there were debates. You're talking about in the primary? Yeah. Was that in the primary? Right, in the primary. And and I believe the examiner may also do one for the general. Uh, I'll talk with Molly Bell next week to see if they're going to do one for the general. I think what the challenge is in is the Republicans don't show up when they have these candidates for when it comes down to the general election. 
I tell you what, gentlemen, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, we I'm up against a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. we keep both of y'all on the line. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. We'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. All right, gentlemen, are y'all there? I'm here. All right. Are you, are, are, are you there? I'm here. Ike is here. Ike's there? Ike, yeah, you, there. you on? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, yes sir. Right. Yes, sir. Casey, you there? I had a mute. Yes, sir. Okay, y'all go right ahead. Okay, uh, Casey, uh, I was at, uh, I went to the, uh, debate over there at the, at the library over there in your area, Third Grove Marshall Library, and, uh, Miss Crockett did not show up. I'm not trying to be against Miss Crockett. I'm just saying the debate that I went to, because Esther Davis was the one that, uh, was a moderator, and she didn't show up, so she showed up to some debate after the fact. I don't know, because, uh, I haven't been connected. I try to make the debate, try to make Monday night politics, and I try to be on target. So you're saying that she did make a debate? She absolutely did. Now, now you remember, there was a runoff election. There was an election, then there was a runoff. Monday night politics had the forms for the original election. That night, and I don't know if word got to Miss Davis, but word got to be, she was. She had already committed to a candidate form that her sorority was having, and that's why she wasn't there that night. I got. I got there. I think a little bit late. I did. I got there late that night, and so once I got there, the form was almost over. I had a prior commitment, uh, but she was at the Monday Night Politics form when they were. I think it was eight. They were running initially. She was there. She answered all the questions that they had at that debate. And she had let uh, the, the organizers know, I think the NAACP, as a matter of fact, they put it on and let the president know she wouldn't be able to be there because she had committed to another forum that same night. I hate that word. Didn't get I'm not going to go that point, but I just I did go yep. to the debate. It, it did not show. I went to, uh, I tried to, you know, uh, they uh, wanted to go to town hall meeting to see who was out voting for what was they putting on the table. And I never got mm-hmm. that opportunity. That's my thing. So I couldn't know somebody mm-hmm. accountable that, that haven't put anything out there. But as you say, mm-hmm. holding people accountable is what we got to do. But now at the same time, when we hold people mm-hmm. accountable, us as being black folks, then we get accused for pulling black folks down or not working together or being a naysayer because we hold people accountable. So, but I thank you and I thank Reverend Barnett for this show because uh, we're not in the election and we want to know what we're voting for. And like you say, better or Roy, because I don't see that much what he's doing for black people, but I will say that I believe we can get more out of him than we done got out of Greg Abbott. So I thank y'all for taking my call and I will because there's too much going on in our city when people say, well, just hold us accountable. And they dodging you, or they, or they getting they little cronies to come after you for holding them accountable. All righty, we thank you, we thank right. you, brother. I, we thank you. Thank you. All right, nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. All right, who do we have next, uh, Pierre? Uh, 
Uh, we have a Lee on the line three. Lee? Yeah. All right. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Good morning Reverend Burnett. This is Lee Mary. Oh, hey, man. What's going on? I see that uh, you want you refuse to move this thing to Washington. I didn't make it down to the CBC this year. I had to take care of my kids. Uh, you went to the CBC. I said I did not make it down to the CBC this year. I'm I'm still here in North Texas. I have to take care of my family. Oh, okay, okay. You talking about the Congressional Black Caucus? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I went there hey, for many doing, years. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. How you doing this morning, Brother Lee? Good to good to hear I'm from you. You know, and Pastor Bonnie, you know, I was one of the first ones to endorse Brother Lee. I hosted a meeting brief for him at uh-huh. the establishment in our district. So it's good to hear from you, brother. He's doing a fantastic yeah. job nationwide. He's really doing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And I saw I missed a few calls from you yesterday. I suspected you you may have wanted me to call in today. So yeah, I, I wanted you. I, I said, boy. Any other time I'd get him, now I want him on the air tomorrow. I, can't, I can't, couldn't catch you, but I'm glad you called in and saw my, saw my call. Yeah. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, Well, what's going on? Uh, 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 do you think the Justice Department is going to take this case? Well, the Justice Department has received the file from the Hunt mm-hmm. County prosecutor. I met with Noble Walker and a representative from the DOJ. Early, I think Wednesday of this week, and so they are reviewing the file. But they have to find well, they have to find two things. The first one I think is pretty obvious. Sean Lucas violates the Constitution and their federal laws implicated in his actions when he murdered Jonathan Price on October third of twenty twenty. So they can bring charges directly against Sean Lucas. The scary part for local officials is they also have to review all of their actions to see if it was constitutionally sound, see if the trial was constitutionally sound, see if the investigation of the jury selection process was, uh, was up to uh, constitutional standards. And so there will be a full review of everything, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Are there any black folk in Wolf City? Oh, yeah, the, the population in Wolf City... Uh, includes a, a actually a large section of, of, of African American. Uh, Hunt County is a little less diverse. I haven't pulled the exact demographic, uh-huh. uh, but th- there, there certainly is a large black representation. Well, but but they couldn't find not one black. They scratched all blacks who came forth. That's that's exactly it. So, and that's the part that I'm concerned with uh, the. There were African Americans who responded to the jury summons and who were present in court, and they were all struck. Uh, I'm not sure how many, but I know that there were at least three African Americans who who were present that were struck. Uh, and I'm told that they were struck because they said that they had heard about the case before. And I think you and I got into this last week. In mm-hmm. high-profile cases and officer-involved shootings like this. You, you, you'll be hard-pressed to find anyone, particularly from the African-American community, who is being victimized by the action, who have not heard about it. The standard mm-hmm. to serve on the jury is not, have you heard about this? <laughs> yeah. if, if, if that were the standard, then we would have never been able to sit a jury for the trial concerning the murder of Ahmaud Arbery, or Bolton Judd, or Jordan Edwards. Everyone has heard about these very high-profile cases. Uh, the truth is, they wouldn't have been able to have JFK's uh, assassin tried in Dallas County if the uh-huh. standard was who heard about it, right? 
The question is whether or not they formed an, a, a fixed opinion that could not be set aside by the evidence. Um, and, and so that, that's one thing that the uh, DOJ will be looking into as well. Well, I tell you, it's hard not to hear about it. These things are happening. One of the problems I think is happening so often, we're almost just getting, uh, I don't know, fixated where we don't pay a lot of them any attention anymore. It happens so often, and that's bad. That's real bad. Yeah, I, we, we certainly have become desensitized. Most people, before the video was released last week, they couldn't tell you who Jonathan Price was. And it's because there were so officer-involved shootings uh, or instances of police brutality that took place since then. Uh, on average, police officers in this country kill by firearm at least three people a day. Uh, that's, on, that's on average. About 11, anywhere between 1,100 and 1,200 people a year are shot by on-duty police officers. But uh, that, that's just the, the tip of the spear in terms of the violence, uh, unlawful arrest, the abuse that we saw against people like George Floyd, the big men ball hotel. And then we won't even get into what happened behind, as they say, behind the wall for people who are in custody. We had a case like that earlier this week. I don't know if you caught that, where uh, the young man had become completely emaciated after a surgery in Alabama and was uh, near his deathbed this week. Uh, because of abuse and neglect in an Alabama prison. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, can can you tell me a little back up on this? Uh, Tatiana Jefferson, I've tried my best to keep that one alive, too. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep both these two alive. If they don't yes, act right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep them alive. Uh, are they going to start a trial Monday? Yes, sir, and if you don't mind me doing a shameless plug here, the Tatiana Jefferson family uh, has been trying to work to keep her memory alive, and next week they host a gala. Do you mind if I tell you your... Uh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Uh, so if you go to com or Tatiana Project on any social media platform, you'll be able to buy tickets to a, a, a gala where I'll be in attendance, where there'll be a lot of supporters from the community of Tatiana's family. Tatiana uh -huh. was a young woman who was killed in 2019 playing video games with her nephew in uh -huh. Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, an officer walked up to her bedroom window from her backyard and shot her through her bedroom window. I could hardly believe it when I first received the call that that was in fact the fact. Uh -huh. But the video, uh, the evidence is clear. And officer, former officer Aaron Dean will be on trial for her murder uh, this November. Uh, what, what, uh, what date did they set in November? I, you know what? I don't have the uh, my calendar open in front of me. I don't have the, the exact date, but okay. uh, we'll start picking a jury this November. Okay, if uh, they're, they're not going to talk about it a lot on the uh, news, those dates and different things, I, 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 I try to look them up, but if it don't, uh, give me a call and let me know because I want to keep these cases alive because it seems like uh, something is going on that people are, are being so desensitized to us being killed like like flies that we don't even seem to pay it any attention anymore. You know, it's a, it's a real problem. There's so many families right now. The family of Oscar Grant is a young man who was killed in Fruitville, I believe, in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. uh, they've, they've coordinated, a, uh, and that's Fruitville, California, up in the Bay Area. 
Uh, but they, they've coordinated all the families to meet this week in, 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 I believe, in South Carolina. So a lot of the uh, Tatiana's family, uh, Darius Carver from the Redemption area, and so many names, dozens of families from Texas, hundreds of families from all over the country are traveling there to meet, figure out how to keep their families face fresh. Because each one of these represents a fight for the families that doesn't go away from them even when the media goes off. Okay. All righty, it's it's a lot going on, but we are we we thank you for calling and uh, we'll stay in touch because we don't want to miss anything. Again, announce this uh, uh, what they're having a fundraiser for her. A Tatiana project on October 9th. There will be a gala. There are only two tables left and just a handful of tickets left. So if you go to a Tatiana project that time, brother councilman, I, I I would love to see you there. You can sit at my table. And uh, Reverend Barnett, of course, you have an open invitation. Yes, and that and, and that's going to be when. That's going to be October 9th. October nine. Okay. All right, Councilman uh, Thomas, did you hear that? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, brother Lee. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna check my schedule. I don't like make commitments on weekends. <laughs> I check my schedule on Monday, and uh, if I can make arrangements, I can definitely and I can be there. I definitely will. I got your number, man. I'll give you a holler next week. Please, please give me a holler. I'll give you one more shameless plug while I'm calling in. I'm gonna be hosting a fundraiser for Deborah Peoples. I need your help with Deborah Peoples is running for Tarrant County um, uh, uh, Judge and mm-hmm. Tarrant County uh, in the Fort Worth area. So anyway, we'll talk more about that. And thank you again, hey. brother uh, Barnett, for having me. Definitely. Okay. Hey. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And let me know. Let me know about that as well, man. I'll, I'll go in as a uh, as a co-host, and I'll make a five hundred dollar commitment today. Oh, that, what, wonderful! And I will talk later today. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That clears the line. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We got about three minutes left. Put, let's put one more on this hour. Okay, we have a bill on uh, line four. Bill? Bill. All righty. Bring him on. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Congressman? All right. Good yeah. morning. How are you? <laughs> all right, sir. All right. You have the city councilman on. City councilman. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, now I agree with both of you about uh, holding these politicians accountable, but, you know, ultimately it's up to us to hold them accountable. It, it's good to say we need to do this, need to do that. But if we don't get out and vote, there's no way we're going to hold these people accountable. Oh, no that's way. right. I mean, if we, we we have to do more than lip service and say we have to hold accountable and whatnot. Y- yes, we do. But we need to get out there and vote them out. And I'm all for, and I'm, I've always been a believer in, in, in term limits. I know it, it, it's probably just a, you know, pie in the sky, you know, a hope that I have, but to really, really hold accountable, you need to elect people in offices that favor term limits for all politicians up and down the line. You know, the president has term limits, you know, and mm-hmm. why doesn't everybody else? You know, every, you know, that's the only way you hold these people accountable is for us to get out there and vote. It's easy to say we need to do this, we need to do that. But we also are responsible for our own selves to get out there and do what we need to do, and that is vote. And if we don't vote, this, mm-hmm. these these, uh, these uh, racist uh, governor and all this, the three stooges I call them, you mm-hmm. know, about you know, we're gonna we're we're not gonna be able to vote one day here. Yeah. We're gonna have to go jump. We already have to jump through hoops to vote. Right. You know. 
because they're trying to steal our voting rights. <laughs> they're yes. working on it. You know, yes. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a Beto uh, supporter because of the travesty that's happened to us in the last seven years that this joker's been in office, you know. Mm-hmm. What, what do we have to show for it? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. We've lost our right to even vote. And we're, lo- and we're losing our rights little by little by little by little. And now they're not even ashamed about it. You know, they just come out straight out and just say that they're going to take this away from you. But anyway, just wanted to, to reiterate that, Pastor Barnett. I, I, I support both of you. You've got a great show, great guest. And uh, mm-hmm. let's people, Thank let's you. get out there and vote. Let's not just say it. Let's do it. All right. We, uh, thank you. Thank you for your call and comment. Eclipse line 972-647-1893. It's 8 o'clock. I'd like to thank uh, Councilman uh, Thomas for being a part of it. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I'm still here. And uh, Councilman Thomas? Yes, sir. You going to tell them goodbye? Absolutely. want to remind people once again, today is the NAACP statewide day of action for Texas. We want to get out and make sure people are registered. They know their status. And we get a, a massive record black turnout in November. Thank you, Pastor Barnett. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling. All right. Uh, we'll be right back right after this message. And you can reach me at 972-647-1893. All right, we're back and ready for our number two, our church information and open forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. And a lot of things going on tomorrow morning, 930. Be with us and join us. We are teaching from the book of Ezekiel, 37th chapter. Oh yes, we're talking about that. That that's a great that's a great chapter in a great book. Alrighty, and also we're inviting everybody, 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 everybody. To listen to us tomorrow morning, nine thirty, and uh, we uh, just have, we'll have a great time enjoying the Lord. All right, one thing about today. Today is a great day because. It's more than just a football game. It's a happening. Prairie View versus Grambling out of the State Fair of Texas. But let me explain something for a couple of moments, y'all. Y'all, I'm glad young people, you're young enough to think about the State Fair and, and think positive. All my remembrance of the State Fair of Texas has not been good. I remember when we used to couldn't go. We as black people could not go to the fair. But one day every year, they called that Negro Achievement Day. They didn't want us in Fair Park with white people. And it was such a sad situation. We could go in the other days that boys had a shoe shine box. He'd go in and shine white folks shoes. But we, that fair, I hope it's being fair. I hope we are getting the vendors out there, African Americans, getting a, a, good, a good representation out there. Because for years, that one day, that so-called Negro Achievement Day, 
was a day that they raised more money that day than all the rest of the days of the fair put together. They did. This happened. People would come into Dallas on trucks, vans, I guess hitchhiking, just get into Dallas. People wanted to, young people wanted to go to the fair. Old people did too. But we had only that one day. Prairie View used to play uh, Wiley. Uh, it wasn't always Gramlin. I think they played Texas College one year, Elizabeth City one year. They, they played here. But see, and I think about this, how they're using our money in Fair Park to prop up other businesses, private businesses. We're going to talk about that. We've got to see about that. But young people, uh, I, I want you all to know this. You grown folks, tell your children about this. Let them know everything. Some of you, oh, no, no, we don't need to talk about that. We just need to have a good, no, 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 no. You need to teach them about the history and legacy of things that have happened to us in this nation. Yes, we have to discuss this and we have to tell y'all about these things. We have to do it. And I remind you, Dr. Edwards is there. He's there with his nice, wonderful, first-class clinic. There at Ann Arbor and Marcellus, you see right there in the shopping center back? Oh, he has a wonderful place. A lot of space, everything. It's really nice. He came into a medical desert before anybody. And nobody else is how they're coming that close. And go, go into your neighborhood to come give you good medical care, first class medical care. Dr. Dravis Edwards, thank you. Thank you very much for what you've done. All righty, let me, uh, I tell you what, who do we have on the line, Pierre? Let's go. I just started taking some of y'all's calls. All righty. Okay, we have uh, Imani on the line too. Imani? Yeah. Alrighty. Good morning, Imani. Yeah, that's line three. Yeah, yeah he's on line three. No, no Good morning, three. Imani. Nobody's there. Yes, I am. Yeah, all right. You can yes, talk. Yes, speak. You can hear me. Okay, mm -hmm. I just want to call in. It, it, we don't have a station, but your station is the only one we have uh, that we can express our opinion, and we usually don't have enough time to say what we need to say. Uh, Hispanic, everybody at that time, we got stations all over the place. Everybody, Jim Hottable was right. Uh, we have been, uh, they, they, they're taking away our communication, that we have to do things real fast, and, and it's two hours. But yes, I remember when they had the, the big game over there, I mean, the uh, Back in the days when we got the, the fair day, we started school late. Mm -hmm. The biggest, you know, hit, you remember that like, the big topic hit the trigger, not the N word. Yeah, well, see the thing about it, uh, a lot of people they had another name, the, the so-called Negro Achievement Day is supposed to have been 
the real name of that day, so they said. But there are people who used to call it the Pig Show Day. Yes. And the DJ, I remember when I was little bitty boy, all those people, I remember I walked into the fair. We only got one day. Of course, we started school late. We were so smart, we started late because the guy was after the cotton. Cotton we had been picked. And I was too young to pick, but I remember when we went there, uh, we had buses going. And, mm-hmm. and then we had that one day, and uh, that's what that, that was the biggest event. But I, I got so much, I wanted to say something to Casey. I want to say, Casey, did you finish that book, Power Nonics book I gave you by Dr. Anderson? I think that will tell why our young people are not voting. If you, you know, it's all saying, if you want to hire something, one us put it in the book. And, 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 and if I think you'll know, explain why most of our young people don't listen to the show and they don't vote anymore because they have a reason, but nobody wants to, uh, you know, do the research. And um, I gave Casey a book, and I gave I, I passed about $1,000 worth of those books, Calonomics. Dr. Anderson explained Kelly why our people are not voting because they, they don't feel like they have some a reason to vote. And not, uh, not me. I'm going to vote, so I don't want everybody to say, Imani, talk about don't vote. I want to let them know why they're not voting. Because Power Nami, Ice Cube is about 10,000 people in this group. It's think tank. And we're talking about why we should vote. And and that's what we're discussing now. So I'm not going to take up any more time. I'm tired. I wish I had more time to tell you about Dr. Claude Anderson. And, and Well, I think his greatest book is Black Labor and White Wealth. That's the first book. We have a full bracket. That was his greatest writing. Uh, Black label, white wealth. A so great remember book. He had four He's got a full That's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get it in school district, but Jim Hightower told it right. This critical race theory is all about we can't let them know the truth. If everybody knew the truth, then we could set up and we would be free. Right. All people. But they will not let us know the truth because their genetic denialation is frightening to them. And until they understand, we have never, uh, 400 years, I know Minister Farrakhan speaks about 400 years. We're going to be a people lost. You know about the story. But it's, it, it looks like a shootout in Florida where it's raining and stuff. He's preaching. He's telling everybody that the, it, we had the last time of the Americas at that last time, and look like the weather is proving his fact. But I, we just don't have enough time to discuss this. But I'm telling you what, we need to read more, especially that powernomics.com because it. I mean, this hit me. It, it looks like this is happening right in front of my eyes. And I appreciate you taking my call. I'm gonna get off and let somebody else call. But we don't have to love one another. Casey, give me a call. That's why they're not showing up at the forum. Give me a call. Thank you for right. that. Thank you. All right. And close the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have next, Pierre? Uh, we we have a uh, Tony on uh, line three. Tony. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Good morning, Tony. Well, no. Uh, we, we just lost uh, Tony. He he can call us back. Uh, we have a uh, Leonard on uh, lane four. Leonard. Yes. Alrighty. Good morning, Leonard. Hello. She's on line four. She's on. Lynette. Lynette is her name. Yep. Hello, young Kenoin. 
Go right ahead and speak, please. Yes, sir. Up there. Uh-huh. Go ahead and speak. Ma'am. Yes, sir. Please listen to listen to the uh, uh, phone, not the radio. Hello. Yes, go right ahead. Speak. I'd like to speak about the fair, uh, particularly. Uh, I remember uh, growing up, and uh, each school, uh, the elementary school, the high school, and the elementary. Each school had its own uh, days that would be closed for us to go to the fair. And uh, I remember uh, my parents would, uh, would take me, and it would be, I I don't know, it would seem like I, I was young and didn't really understand, but even then I knew it would, uh, it was wrong because it seemed like we were not privy to what the white people were privy to. So it was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, oh, my parents would tell me, well, you can't do this and you can't do that. And I'm like, well, why not I can't do this? Because I was young and didn't understand. And my parents was also uh, <laughs> in, uh, coming up with, you know, like maybe Jim Crow laws or whatever. So it was, uh, you know, they held me back from things because they had to, had to be held back from things. So I just never did even like going to the fair. And now it seems like we're not even counted now financially because it seems like the Hispanics have taken over financially. I mean, even the airways, you turn that thing on TV, everything is Hispanic. So now even our finances have been taken over by them. It's like we're being discounted uh, from everything now. I mean, and even now with going to the fair, you can go to the fair anytime you like, but whenever you see anybody speaking of the fair, even when they're showing it and the fair is just starting, uh, you don't see too many of us being representatives. It's always the white people that are talking about the fair. And uh, I remember my grandmother telling me about this text going up. She said, big text for Santa Claus at some uh, clothing store back when she was a little girl. So I mean, and... Uh, yeah, down in Kearns, they brought him to Dallas and made him big checks? Yes, yes. And my, uh, uh, my grandmother told me that she lived in Kearns, Texas. Uh, uh, back then, so I mean, but uh, the uh, our history is always uh, excluded from from things like this, and the young people don't know about uh, what, do, what did you call it, Achievement Day? Uh, uh, Negro, they called it a Negro Achievement Day. Yes, sir. Well, our young people, my kids, because I didn't even know that they called it that. So I know my children don't. So I mean, uh, like the man said, a lot of our history. It's just not being told to us. Well, here's the irony of that. They were telling, called it a Negro Achievement Day, although we were going out there giving them our money. And yes, and they said, wow, they all have achieved a right to give us uh, your money. Right. See, it, 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 the whole thing was, was really ridiculous. And I look at things uh, even now. Uh, about that, uh, we 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 seem to, I don't know, uh, don't have what they they discriminate greatly right now. Some of you says where? I'm all right. I'll show you where they do it. High schools used to play out there in the Cotton Bowl. Yes, sir. 
during state fair time. That's when most of the high schools in Dallas, uh, these white high schools, were still white boys. White kids still playing. They could play out there, the, the Samuels and, uh, you know, others, W.T. White, uh, Thomas Jefferson, all those. They could play out there. They played during the fair. And some of the black schools were allowed to play. But soon as this thing, as the white kids basically left uh, those schools and moved, got to the suburbs, they cut out high school football at fair. See, this discrimination is still going on. It's still subtle. And I still will always call it out. Right. Thank you, ma'am. And I, I even remember when we would go to the zoo, March, the schools would take us to the zoo, they would always have a line that was separating uh, the black kids from the white kids. I mean, we went out to get in one line. It was things like, okay, we're segregated from from, 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 from whatever the white, the, the white line is. They had the, 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 the thing between us. The white kids were on one side of one line, and we were on one side in another line. I know sometimes the white teachers would act like, uh, you know, scooping the kids over like they didn't want to touch us or whatever. So, you know, I've, I've always knew it was just something, even at that time when I was young, I always knew it was just something that wasn't right. Well, you see, they all want the critical race theory taught. As they're saying, see, a lot of things have really not, they haven't changed. They haven't changed. Thank you. All right. It clears the line. 972-647-1893. And uh, we're up against a short break. All righty. And we'll be right back. All right. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back on there. Who do we have? All righty. Bring us up a call, Pierre. All righty. Lane 3, that is on. All right. Good morning. You don't get no in. Hello? Hello? Yes, go right ahead. Okay, I'm a homeowner at Ann Arbor in 35. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to really just give a shout out to Carmen. Carolyn King Arnold staff her and um yes yes uh, uh, we've been having a, I've been emailing tech dot since May to get this side of the wall cut when they do the outside but that people can see I sent out an email on Monday and Wednesday morning when I got up it was cut uh-huh. so I, I wanted to give her a public thank you she's a that. she's a fantastic councilwoman Fantastic. Every day, look at how she's a eager beaver and tireless because every time I see her and look at it and just, she's doing something for our community. We thank, we thank God we have a great congresswoman like that. Yes. Thank God for her. One of our, our uh, meetings at South Oak Cliff High School. And mm-hmm. they passed out cards, and uh, she is wonderful. So I just wanted to say thank you to her and her staff. Yes. She gets the job done. Yes. yes. She did. Wish everybody had one like her. Boy, it was wonderful. So 
uh, there's a good chance she's listening, and uh, I hope she'll call in and receive her thank you. Yes, congratulate her. Yes, alrighty. Thank you for your time. Okay, sure thing. All right, thank you. Here's the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do you have, Beto? I'm I'm got Beto Rock on my man. Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> so we we have a long time listener on line four. Lisa. Long-time long listener on uh, oh, long time four, listener yes. on line four already. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Barnett. Yes, uh, uh-huh. I'm calling, I'm calling because I'm listening to the conversations about the racial change or continuation of, of things uh, from, from days of yore, if you will. Um, I went over to the Bill Priest Institute of Technology. It's on South Corinth Street in Dallas. And it's part of the Dallas College system. Uh, several years ago, they had all types of free classes and entrepreneur, um, anything that, that you could learn something. And there were several black children, young people that would be in there all the time. And now, uh, when I went the other day, The only thing they're offering is GED classes and ESL, English as a Second Language classes. And I just noticed the heavy population of uh, Spanish-speaking people there and the very few black children that are now there. And, and that's very concerning to me because mm -hmm. that whole area, that whole area And, and going back behind there, it's black. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I know you like to get, you know, info about these types of things because that was startling to me. It, it well, was. well, here's what you got happening. I propose uh, that African Americans, well, just people in the Dallas Independent School District, Make it compulsory, mandatory, that they take two years of Spanish. Every child should have two years of Spanish. Uh, and uh, there, though, well, I ain't had hardly nobody disagree with me but one main person. But it makes sense. Uh, go into offices. See who get jobs. The people that are bilingual, bilingual people get the, the upper hand. We need to really get on the ball with this. You're going to get on the ball with it. I'm going to get on the ball with it and uh, really get it done, get this thing done, because we need to push the DISD to do its job. Yes, and this uh, situation over there where you are, that's sad. We got a lot of children in that area that they're not taking advantage of those opportunities to learn everything. People need to know everything they possibly can. 
because you cannot know too much in this society. Yes, ma'am. Are you still there? Well, she's gone. We thank you. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do you have here? We have Concerned Citizen on uh, line one. Concerned Citizen on line one. Okay. Good morning, Concerned Citizen. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Uh, really enjoy all the uh, information and comments about the state fair. Uh, they so mm-hmm. true. And we can just look at the image uh, when, when they strung up Big Tex. Big Tex is a big, tall, white guy with a cowboy hat on. And that's mm-hmm. the first thing that, that you see. And I had a, a question, Reverend Barnett, then I'll get off and I'll let mm-hmm. someone else talk. Uh, are you arrested uh, if you don't attend uh, a jury summons? Thank you. Well, I, I, I hope, don't get off. I, I hope you will attend, attend a jury summons. Because if you don't be there, who's going to represent us, our children, our people? Who's going to be fair to us? The other people that come there won't look like you. All they do to our people is... Take whatever that prosecutor is saying, and they're guilty, and that's how they get convicted all the time. Instead of having someone who's going to truly listen to a case and analyze it and vote the correct way. So, no, you're not arrested. I'll answer your question. No, you're not arrested, but I sure wish you would go. Yes, thank you. All right, who do we have next for you? We have uh, Eddie on uh, line four. All righty. Bring him on. Good morning, Eddie. Bring the spears, great Reverend. Good morning, good morning, Eddie. How you been doing, man? Well, I'm going higher and higher because that's the way I think. Yes. You know, it is said in the book that our strength is made perfect in weakness. And I tell you, mm-hmm. we are looking so weak in so many places. The mortality rate for black women having birth, black men incarcerated. Right. And I tell you, so many other things. You had the police that kill so many black people almost every day. It is mm-hmm. astounding. That's right. It would be time to panic. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, the blame game that Abbott played last night with the O'Rourke was, uh, well, it was criminal. Yes. The proof is always in the pudding. And that man in the hot wheelchair has done nothing basically for nobody. And I'd mm-hmm. like to also add this. Well, he did something for he and his cronies there. Uh, the attorney general and, you know, the lieutenant governor. Man, they've taken us for a ride and made millions and millions. People have froze to death uh, because they didn't take care of the business they should have taken care of and still haven't done it, but they're coming back with their hands out for more. Say so they say vote for them. Yes. And our Hispanic brothers, it amazes me. They get all kinds of names called, as we do, and mm-hmm. they get transported without their knowledge of where they're going, et cetera, et cetera. And so many mm-hmm. come 
And if they were not in the field picking these fruits, hey, listen, the price would be much higher. It's a whole lie that the Republican is living. And if we don't go to the polls and vote, it's really going to get worse. Yes, we better go to the polls this time. I know they hear this all the time. We cannot afford to have them back in. I tell you what, it's true this time. These people, this man, this governor, and these we got is worse than George Wallace. He's just that bad. He, he, he's worse than Bilbo. Uh, you know, he, he's terrible. But yet and still, some people won't be motivated. And I have to vote for Beto. I'm not overly impressed with him. But I guess uh, one one hundred point is worse than just a flat zero. So uh, you have to go with him. But please, people, and, you know, go was, to the polls and vote. Forgive me. I was in Georgia when Carter won presidency. And mm-hmm. I watched the tactics because I love politics from a young person. And this man went door to door, door to door, door to door. And, you know, I hate to call in sometime because whatever reason, but I do have some things to say. We mm-hmm. need to go door to door in our communities. Mm-hmm. Knock on the door and tell people to come out. Well, I tell you what will happen with that. You get angry enough to want to get you a big stick and whip them out. Because they can come up with some of the worst excuses. I used to do that walk. I used to walk, 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 and knock on doors. And a lot of the doors, I had to go to the door and knock on the door. And guess what? I I could see through the house. They'd run out the back door, running down the alley. I guess they thought I was the police or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> but, yes, we need to get out and and, and get people, please. You have to almost beg them because they can come up with the worst excuses. But we got a lot of people, if they're really given a, a little push, they will go. So, yes, we need to get out and vote. Get them to Thank vote. Thank you, Greg, brother. Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. Who do we have, Pierre? We have Councilwoman Caroline Arnold on uh, line three. Good, good, good. Good morning, Councilwoman. May I pro tem? Yes, yes. Well, thank you so very much. I did, uh, I was uh, online. I, I just hooked up at the right time. We're trying to get ready for our uh, event today, which, you know, the Grandma TV game is today, so I have some duties there. Uh-huh. And uh, I, just, I just quickly wanted to let everyone know, uh, before I make a statement about what we need to do, we reopened Cedar Crest Golf Course yesterday after three months of trying to rebuild those greens. And so we're going to be putting quite a bit of, of momentum and finances in Cedar Crest. Okay. So uh, on on on, on October 15th, we will have Community Day. Mm-hmm. So we're inviting everyone to come out. All of the activities will be free. We'll have food, fun, but most important, information to let everyone know that that is our golf course. It will, it's an economic stimulus package, if you will. Well, we're, we're going to hear in a couple of weeks, in a week probably two, we're going to make a major announcement about uh, the HBCU Collegiate Golfing. And we, we're, we're getting support from a major underwriter. And mm-hmm. so it's going to be big news for our community. 
So right. on October 15th, uh, I think somewhere like 11 o'clock to about 2 or 3, we will invite the community to come out and stay tuned for the announcement. So mm-hmm. we're putting quite a bit of, of, of momentum there in that Cedar Crest corridor. Oh. Uh, the other piece, I, want, I wanted to make sure we go to the game today. If we can do that, Mr. Al Wash continues to put money behind the classic Many folks don't realize it is bringing jobs to our community. Oh, yes. The entertainment options. Uh, the game has been changed to 6 o'clock mm-hmm. p.m. today, but it's, no, it's more than just a game. So it does mean something for our city when he brings in these teams, brings in jobs, and brings in the spotlight on what our talent is as a, as a community, a sports community. Well, see, see, he is about that game. See, I worked with Wash uh, for years on that game. And uh, do you know uh, half those people like that you see, over half of them uh, are not from here. They come, a lot of those people come here, they're staying in hotels, they eat here. This game brings millions of dollars. To Dallas, yeah. P- people do yeah. not re- recognize a lot of the economic impact it has upon this city. That game is big, but now I, I'm sort of a little disturbed because I didn't see a whole lot about that game uh, on TV this year. I didn't. Maybe I maybe I had my TV on at the wrong time, wrong channel. I don't know. I didn't see a whole lot of advertising. I saw maybe two or three times. But that game brings a lot of money to this city. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you yeah. know, when we go places, see, there are going to be parties everywhere. They had stuff last night. They had banquets. And they have, they're spending money. They this are. game is a great economic impact for us. And uh, people need to know that. It's more than just a game. It's a happening. Now, you're right about that. So I I went to a reception on Thursday night at the Flight Museum. So you had money going there. You had, as you said, different events, receptions. Mm -hmm. So, yes, a great financial impact statement. We just have to continue to support him. And we're doing that at City Hall, but also through the State Fair of Texas supports him. But you're right. We need to keep pushing so that he, this game can get the same coverage that UT gets when they come down. Yeah, when Texas and Oklahoma play, that's all you can hear. You know. Right. So, but this yeah, game draws a, 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 a super crowd, too. Right, right, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, if I have time quickly, I wanted to share about our seniors because I really want to get to that point. On mm-hmm. Thursday, we had a senior brunch entitled what seniors want. We announced that we had it at Eloise London. I think we had about 50 seniors or more. Wow. And they were coming from different recreation centers and some were coming on their own. But I want to encourage every senior who's listening today, if you have an email, uh, access to your email, please start emailing us if you're not on our list. Councilwoman, can, can I hold yes. you one? Let, uh, just hang on. And we we oh, yeah. got to take a short break right now, and we'll be back to you. Yeah, what's up? It's- I'm gonna kick it All right, we're back, and you're on uh, talking with the vice mayor of Dallas, 
uh, may I approach him, Miss Carolyn Arnold? You, are you there still, Miss Arnold? Yes, sir. You know I'm never going to leave this audience. Okay. <laughs> go, go right ahead. You were saying something when I cut you off, but we had to get that oh, break in. No. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about the uh, access to information for our seniors. So I wanted to give them, if nothing else, our telephone number, uh, 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780. Now, this email address is District 4. That's a district and then a number 4 mm-hmm. at Dallas.gov. Mm-hmm. That's District 4 at Dallas.gov. Right. Because we want to connect with seniors. Now, what we're doing now, we just voted on that $4 billion budget on Wednesday, and some of that funds is going to be directed toward senior uh, housing and senior resources. Wow. And that's what we heard from seniors on Thursday from the brunch, what seniors want. Seniors want street repairs, alley repairs, and housing repairs. So we're going to encourage everyone to start now before we start rolling out the program. And we're going to have some community meetings, uh, more likely during the day for our seniors. They need to start now putting their financial package together. You know you need to have proof of insurance on your home. You need to be able to bring your uh, source of income. Uh, You need to have some document that speaks to your ownership of that home or access to the home. These are some of the basic elements that you need in a packet. So that when we make that announcement, we are ready to go. And our goal is to have an in-person affair, affair, where seniors can come in and get help from staff to mm-hmm. complete applications. So we don't want folks trying to get ready. We want them to be ready. Mm-hmm. So once again, 214-670-0780 is the number to call. We will assist you in getting your information together. And it's not we're not going to put it together. We're just going to give you the right department or the right list. Insurance on the home, your source of income, ownership, the legal access to your home, and of course you need to have information on who's living in the home with you and those basic things. So, uh, Reverend Barnett, I think these are things we need to start doing so mm-hmm. we are proactive and we don't get left out talking about what could have, would have, should have happened. We mm-hmm. want to be ready. So, mm-hmm. thank you so much for allowing me to well, share that with our I team. tell you what, I definitely want that if it are at all possible, every Saturday we want uh, want that announcement going out to seniors. And okay. I, I look around now and say, "Well, where where did all the old folks go?" I kept doing that until I happened to raise up and look in the mirror. <laughs> I'm I'm one of them. So now we have got this to get this out to people because a lot of people don't get uh, 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 information that's given out. Uh, They don't, they have to hear it with repetition in order to recognize it and really uh, act on it. So we want to keep up up the repetition. 
Well, we appreciate that. And once again, mm-hmm. we're the probably most powerful group. We have most of us have that AARP card, mm-hmm. but we need to go ahead and just as powerful as that vote, the right to vote, that card with your voting information on it. Yes. You need to take that. That's your yeah. powerhouse. Your AARP is your powerhouse, but we're not using the power. So we've got to use the power yes. and stop making other folks a scapegoat. It starts with us. That's so right. Thank you so very much. We've got to vote. And we've got to T-A-K-E, take care of our business. That's right. Thank you, ma'am. Right. Very much. Thank you sure you. taking care of business for our city. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh-huh. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have? Uh, we have a James from uh, Palestine on the line one. James from Palestine. Okay. All righty. Good morning, James. Yes, sir. Good morning. Always a pleasure to speak with you and with your, your phone announcer. Yes. the phone and all the rest. Yes. yes, sir. I appreciate you. Good in uh, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I've been in your city a while back, but I was going to say uh, I played golf at the Cedar Crest back in the day when I lived in Dallas, but it's mm-hmm. good to hear that they are doing that and getting that together. But also on the uh, Democrats, and what they're doing, I need the Democrats to come on and be stronger when they do a rebuttal. Right. Point out what Abbott has not done, have a backbone, and, and show what they're going to do, like what you're saying. you got to speak on up and say something. If you lose, you lose. But at least put your best foot forward and fight for it rather than getting in there and being passive, uh, you know, afraid to speak up. That's what I want also, like what you're saying. Well, see, here's what I... Uh, now, uh, Abbott Nim did some distortions, made commercials that are distortions, such as yes, the sir. critical race, not critical race theory, but uh, on this... talking the police. Yeah, that uh, police yes, defunded. They know they're lying on that about taking money right. from the police, you know, and giving it to criminals. They tell lies like that and doesn't seem like... O'Rock will, would make commercials countering these lies that I'm they tell. About. And this is why he gets behind in the polls, because you've yeah. got to put it where people will understand what's going on. There are a lot of people think yeah. that he really wants to take money and, and almost cut the police out. That is, and, and, and people, we know Absolutely that's not what he means, but yes, sir. a lot of people and believe and that's the way they're going to vote. The, Demo- the Republicans are the one talking about, they killed the police up there on that January 6th, and they the one talking yeah. about defunding the police and everything. So, mm-hmm. look at the hypocrites in that place. And yeah. really funny, I found this out. When they made that promo about he defunding the, defunding the police, they have to, behind that statement, oh, if people don't know it, but on that advertisement, they have to show also, they don't show it to the public, but on that advertisement, they have to show that they are actually misleading the public and they have to have the truth to follow up on that advertisement. So that's the hidden thing that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. They they saying they defunding it but they not putting the truth out there but they have to put it on that ad and it's on there. But we not holding them accountable. The other thing well mm-hmm. that right quick for time run out here uh, Dr. Clement Glenn ran for governor a few years back. The black man that he worked for Prairie Review A and M, he was an educator there. But mm-hmm. he ran for governor, and they put his name one time on Channel 8, and they, it just flashed so quick, you didn't even know it was his name was on there. <laughs> well, but that's the only one I know. Well, yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that, that's the way it's happening. 
Well, my yes, Starbucks arrived. Uh, thank you this morning. Uh, I make room for somebody else, Reverend Mother. There's so much more I want to share, but I maybe come visit and be a guest another time and share some things that you you know what you're doing. I appreciate all you do and be safe and blessed. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful, yes, a wonderful care. week. I'm All Mr. right. Mr. Wynn, too. All right. You had Mr. Wynn. All right. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have, Pierre? We have uh, Tim on uh, line three. Yeah, I almost called you Beto again. You, <laughs> you said Tim on line three? Yeah, Tim. All righty. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how you doing, brother boy? Fine. How hey, are you so doing? I'm doing good. I'm going to switch gears for a minute. You you noticed the media been talking about uh, that uh, they had space, the SpaceX program was sending a rocket up to hit this asteroid? Right. Okay. In the third the third trumpet of the Bible, it mentions that and, and a star, it calls it a star, it's supposed to hit Earth, right? And to destroy uh, like a third of the water source. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying right now is that, that the government knows that the, the Bible is accurate and is true. Oh, yeah, they, well, that's the way they figured their way to the moon. They had to use the right. Bible. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And also with uh, with Elon Musk, right? And then, you know, they're trying to get out of Mars, trying to get, get out of space because they know the Earth, the Bible is has already stated that the Earth is going to be devastated. Mm-hmm. So these people are trying to get out, get mm-hmm. out of, get, get from the Earth to these other planets. Right. But it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to happen, but... You know, I, I like you know. I really like a lot of white people because they really understand that their time is up. The Gentile nations understand that Gentile heaven is almost over. They understand this. You have, like have you studied Romans eleven? Huh? Have you studied Romans eleven? Romans eleven. Uh-huh. You know, with the, about the go the, back the, uh, and read. Gentiles, the Gentiles, the the dropping in of the Gentile. Yeah, go back and, and and study Romans right. 11. But I, I, yeah, but I understand that they've been grafted in. Our people are the real people. You know, I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and uh, you know, I would like for your listening audience to read the third trumpet, and they will see, they will see that it's a star coming to Earth that is supposed to hit Earth and destroy the water supply on Earth. So these, well, these in, in Revelations, Jesus gave, gave, uh, gave the angel the message to get to John. So Jesus gave this. So this is going to be prophetic. This is going to be accurate. Right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it's, it's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. But we are to occupy until he comes. Hello. We have got to get on top of things. We've got to come together and work together. I had calls to call in and talk about how well uh, Hispanics are doing. One of the main reasons where Hispanics are doing well is because Hispanics work together. Right. Oh, they look out for one another. They take care of one another. And we don't do this. We once right. you had that attitude, but it's gone. We as we right. go, I love to go out and run as individuals. Right. But you know what's wrong mm-hmm. with our people? What's wrong? The lack of love. We don't love one another. If we were to love one another, things would change. It's not that hard. People make things complex. Well, a lot of these, even with the book of Revelation, it's not complex. You know, if you have a desire to understand things, God will give you that. Yeah. Black people want to love one another and care for one another. We could change things because we are the chosen people. Yeah. All we have to do is sit back and let God do what God does mm-hmm. and take vengeance out on people. Well, but where, where, where is that supposed to be taught? 
It's supposed to be taught at home and in the church. You're not going to get a lot of things from the church because it's entertainment. Right. You're going to have to get a lot of things. I remember when I was a little kid, my mother told me, she said, Tim, when black people get things, be happy for them. And you know what, Brother Bonnet? I, mm-hmm. still, I still live by that. Right. You know, I don't have anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm happy for other black people that attain things because you know why? These people went out and they got educated and they went and did what they needed to do. So, so I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be hating on an individual that does that. That's right. I got I got I got a uh, line full of calls. Please, thank you, and uh, I appreciate you. Have a good All day. Right, I appreciate uh, you. Uh-huh. All right, you too. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have? Uh, Pierre. Walker is on the uh, line four. Like I said, Beto. I don't know why I got you, Marcus Beto. Uh, uh, yeah, we, we have a uh, Walker. Walter? Yeah, Walker. Walker. W- Walker. Yes. All right. Bring him on. All righty. Good morning. You don't get on in. Good morning. This yeah. is Debbie Walker. How are you all? Fine. De- Debbie Walker? Yes, sir. From okay. U.S. Texas District 30. I want to thank KON for still being a terrestrial radio station and voice in the community. Yes. Many people know me most, most importantly from my work with the Fuji Apartments during Snowstorm Yuri and uh-huh. woman Karen Arnold uh-huh. was scrambling to look for someone who would respond to take care of the residents there. Mm-hmm. And sure, as the exact director of the American Black Cross, we went out on a Wednesday to lift mm-hmm. and slid in mm-hmm. the snow to make sure that the residents there in snow, you know, that were snowed in, received food, water, food boxes, water, and milk, and took care of them. Now, here's the thing I'm a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. And I'm also a chaplain, volunteer chaplain. And I'm running for United States Congress, District 30. Mm-hmm. I intend to win. I am a writing candidate. I have a heart for seniors. And I'm a mm-hmm. big believer, sir, that people can talk the talk or walk the walk. I'm All walking right. the walk. Why? All right. Well, you, 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 you've got my vote. Uh, you're singing to the <laughs> choir. Uh, there are those... Uh, so when you come up with money and stuff, there are those who will not care for you. And, and when we do too good, our own people sometimes will turn on us. Well, I'm very familiar with the Cedar Crest community. I was a member of the City Temple Church mm-hmm. there. I did home health care for 20, excuse me, for 30, 30 years yeah. in the Cedar Crest community. So when you're talking about seniors and what the seniors need, I was born in 1962, so I'm not a newbie. I'm a very active. Well, you sound like a newbie to me. Born, <laughs> not born until 62. Well, I've uh, been working, working as a registered nurse in mm-hmm. home health care. I've been working. I got my RN back in 1982. Mm-hmm. And when you're working in home care, you meet a lot of folks who are Medicare age, and right. you hear right. their. And back then, what moved me into chaplaincy along with nursing mm-hmm. is people were trying to make choices between their groceries, their housing, and their food. That's and right. That's very. We I, I hate to cut you off, uh, but I'm completely out of time trying to get uh, the workers beat on and everything. And uh, okay. I, I appreciate your call. Call me back some other time. And, yes, uh, sir. We'll put you on. All right. Have a wonderful week. Coming next, all non-lazy people, the workers' beat is coming. All right.